Audience Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. And uh, joined by none other than Bryce Cherry, Waco Trib, sports editor. And uh, Bryce, uh, before we delve into Baylor women's basketball, wasn't that a fun day over on the uh, softball diamond? Wow, Getterman's Day. I was just, uh, had Glenn Moore on, was celebrating that. So, you know, what had been a little bit of a rough sports weekend, especially for men's and women's basketball, uh, Sunday made a lot of that feel better. In fact, uh, Bryce, you may remember, I mean, that's the biggest, that's the biggest Baylor softball win since. Like, what is your, when I ask that question, what would your brain tell you? I know Werner is very much the uh, the softball expert, but, but you're, the, you're the guy who edits all this, so you might know this. <laughs> Uh, I would say, gosh, whoever they beat the last time to get to the Women's College World Series, that's probably the uh, biggest win since then. Um, yeah. Yeah. I was talking with John earlier today, and uh, he said, yeah, I think I've got a pretty good team to cover. Um, and I, I would tend to agree with him after after they beat, you know, Oklahoma on, on Sunday. I mean, uh, that's a big step for Glenn Moore's team. Certainly, um, you know, looking a lot stronger uh, in the circle and, you know, uh, in the batter's box this season. So uh, anytime you can knock off the Sooners, because they're, you know, they're a juggernaut. And and maybe they're not at the the level they were last season, but uh, that's still a, a big deal. Very big deal. I'm going back through your tweets from the other day. And, I mean, I... I can kind of see it at different points. I'm talking about the women's basketball game. You would say these teams are gassed. And then about five minutes earlier, you would say, yeah, Baylor needed a timeout. They were gassed. Uh, this team this team is in a bad way, and it's just weird, isn't it? They're 7-7, seven and seven, but there have been moments this season where they've strung some nice games together. I mean, they'll go on the road, beat an Iowa State. This is a hard team to figure. And then, of course, they'll get blown off the court by an Oklahoma State team. There have been so many close losses. I'm just starting to wonder. Uh, they, it almost feels like they're snake bit a little bit. Uh, the other day, the problem, of course, was they couldn't shoot. I mean, you know, it, it, it doesn't. And to me, you know, at some point, of course, you got to go inside and go, okay, the threes aren't falling. Because as you documented, Bryce, it was like three of the guards – were a combined like nine for forty something. I mean, it was it was real or fifty. I don't know what it was. It was bad. One, it was three for twelve, three for twelve, and I can't remember what Jaden was. And then Bickle, I think, was four for twelve. I mean, having watched all that up close the other day, what do you? I mean, what do you think needs to happen for this team to maybe try to you know get back and maybe finish the year on a, on a much better note? Uh, it's so lot to unpack there. Obviously, yeah, you're right. The shooting was just god awful. I think it was ten of forty three for those three guards, uh, which is not good. Twenty something percent. Uh, it was one of fifteen from three point range. I mean, you're not going to win a lot of games doing that. And yet they were still in the game. You know, it went to double overtime. Um, that's what's so crazy about it. Um, you know, defense will keep you in games when your shooting is suspect. 
And, I mean, that is a, a problem for this Baylor team is they are a, very much a streak-shooting team. And, uh, you know, they go through some serious cold streaks. They're a guard-oriented team, and I would say none of those three guards are, you know, players that are going to put up 45% three-point shooting on a, you know, on average. Uh, Certainly they're going to have some games where they're hot. And to me, Sarah Andrews has the potential to be the best guard in the Big 12. But so I asked Nikki after the game because you mentioned, you know, how do they get back to, you know, Mm -hmm. playing like maybe like they were earlier in the year. Remember, this was a team uh, that started off the Big 12 season at 3-0 and with two top 25 road wins, uh, back-to-back road wins. Um, so, I mean, defense carried the way when they were playing better. And and it kept them in the game, you know, against Iowa State. But certainly you've still got to make some buckets. So, anyway, back to the question I was asking Nikki, which was, you know, when your guards are struggling like that, uh, and I did tweet this out too. I said, you know, one lineup I would like to see him try is Bella and Bugs together with Bickle, you know, as a as a true front court, so to speak, with two of those three guards, and then you know, send one of them to the bench because, I mean, let's face it, they, you know, the th- between the three of them, they weren't giving you much uh, in that mm-hmm. game on Sunday. Um, and so she, she got into a very deep explanation why they haven't used that lineup. And, and it was all, uh, it was a fair uh, response. I mean, multiple answers to it. She said, you know, Caitlin's foul trouble kind of keeps us from doing it. Um, you know, and then, <clears throat> I, I mean, they did have Bella and Bugs on the court together for stretches in that game the other day partially because of Caitlin's foul trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I noticed it at one point. I mentioned it to Jerry Hill, who was sitting next to me. Like, there was a play where Bella and Bugs are standing in the exact same spot. <laughs> you know, and clearly that wasn't how the play was supposed to be designed. Uh, and, yes, you're going to have freshman moments when you have two freshmen on the court at the same time. But if those guards can't do any more than they were doing on Sunday, I think you've got to roll out that lineup and at least give it a shot because, uh, you know, 10 of 43 just ain't going to get it done. No, uh, talking to Bryce Cherry, sports editor at the Waco Trib, and then Nikki, and you had this quoted, and I watched the press conference, and I did, you know, it's it's kind of like I didn't know we were going to go there kind of thing. And and it was uh, it was interesting. It was the very end of the a long press conference, and she said, "So for all the people that think I should be fired, and have a lot to say, a I don't read it. A I don't. B people that know know, and people that don't don't. And I'm just going to keep coaching my butt off, and we're going to keep you know getting better. I again I don't know the wisdom." Uh, of 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 going after your detractors. First of all, you know, I if you know about them, somebody's at least telling you about them. You know, it's kind of odd to say I don't. And I'll ask her about it tomorrow. I don't want it to be like, oh, Mosley's talking behind her back. She's she's going to be on with me tomorrow. So I'll ask her about it. The other thing, and and you had it quoted here, 
and she said, the exchange I had with Bill Finley, that's the Iowa State coach, will always mean and she has a, you know, she, she played for him or uh, they, they've crossed paths for, for many, many years, and she thinks a lot of him. She said, the exchange I had with Bill Finley will always mean way more than the 15,000 people that don't think I'm good enough. Um, again, I don't – something's bothering her – more than them just losing, like there's some somebody saying to her, "Boy, there's a bunch of people out there that think you can't coach," and so she did this a little bit last year. You know, said, "Hey, I can coach. I know I can coach." There's this sort of bravado that comes out, and I, you know, again, you and I don't go down rabbit holes of message boards. There may be people but, out there saying negative stuff that you and I don't know about because we're not really going to go down that. I, I just don't totally understand, and maybe it's just out of frustration. But, Bryce, in my, in my thought is why do, you, why do you feel the need to address these people other than I guess it's bothering her? Yeah, so, Nikki, I mean, you mentioned rabbit holes. Uh, Nikki is uh, very much – a stream of consciousness kind of uh, interview. <laughs> um, and, you know, and I, I'm not trying to be critical or anything because honestly, she gives you a lot of uh, stuff, you know, when you're, when you're talking yeah. to her, but you ask a question and then, you know, six minutes later, ask your next question. And, uh, and there'll be six answers within that, that question of things that you didn't even ask. Um, so, that's part of it. I think she was talking like Nikki does, uh, going and and just the emotions caught up to her. And I do feel like she's feeling some pressure. They, you know, this is not what Baylor's used to when in, losing four in a row in the Big Twelve. And um, in terms of the message boards, I I bet she doesn't look at them. But it's not just the message boards. I mean. I hear it from fans. I hear it from people in church. I hear it, you know, from all, you know, I get emails uh, about, you know, Nikki and, and obviously there's a faction of the Baylor fans that are still upset that Kim Mulkey got away. And, and I mean, let's not forget that uh, Kim made that move of her own volition. Now, was there stuff happening behind the scenes that, um, you know, led to her kind of leaving and things that she was not happy about. Sure, she's kind of addressed some of those. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, so Nikki clearly is hearing it. And, I mean, I, I have no doubt that maybe even fans sometimes say stuff at the Federal Center uh, that she hears and overhears. So uh, <laughs> I think that's part of it. She's getting caught up in the emotion and the, and the pressure of, you know, the standard at Baylor. Baylor – women's basketball fans have been spoiled for a long time. And that's a testament to what Kim built here. I mean, they're used to going, you know, 18 and 0 in the big 12 or 17 and one when it's a bad year, you know, this is a little different. Um, And there's a lot of reasons to it. And, you know, I've talked about some of them before, but uh, you can, you know, not really even making excuses, but part of it is the big 12 is better in women's basketball than it's been in a long time. It's, it's more evenly matched and competitive. Um, maybe Kim saw that coming down the pipe, you know? Um, Kim is slick, okay? <laughs> Kim is slick. 
uh, Kim didn't play a single top 25 team in non-conference this year. Um, you know, that plays into that sparkling record that they have down at LSU. And I'm not trying to take shots at Kim. The woman can coach. She has three national championships. Uh, she did an incredible job of building one of the best women's basketball programs in the country. Um, as for but whether Nikki can coach, I think Nikki can coach. She's very smart. She knows basketball. But, uh, but yeah, they're kind of a mess right now. And yeah. would they be a little bit different if they had Asia Blackwell and Dre Edwards? Yeah. But they still have enough talent to be playing better than they are, too. So, yeah, that was kind of a long-winded answer myself. Uh, <laughs> <going> <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. Uh, I, I just hate that it's getting to her because I, I think the administration, the people who hired her, they're all the way behind her. It's not like, mm-hmm. oh, I heard overheard somebody say something at the game, you know, we're we're now I mean they're not like that. They're not wired that way. In fact, they've got so much invested in her, they need this to work. They're not going to run her off. I just hate that they're she's letting this get to her. And it can't help that Kim, although what you said is true about who they played, but what's also true is she went in and took over a, a horrible program and now they're pumping like 14 or 15,000 people in there. And nobody's going to see their men's games, and we know that's what she does. And and that's yeah, a hard. It was also it was always going to be impossible to follow her for anybody, not just Nikki. There's nobody that could like come in, and so I hope she kind of understands that there was going to be some natural fall off here. But she's got to kind of dig in and not let the negativity, you know, get to her. It can't help too when you look around and there's not that many people at the games. I mean, I'm sure that figures into her. You know, she's thinking about that too. But um, you know how you get people out to the games is you got to win some games. You got to rip off some wins and all that kind of thing. Yeah, if she wins, uh, it gets back to you know Big Twelve championship type uh, winning. Uh, The fans will come. I mean, that's you know you're right. That's how that works. Uh, I mean, I think every fan base, to a certain extent, is a little front running. Um, here's a question I want you to ask her tomorrow when you talk to her, because right. this is a question that I punted, and, and uh, it has nothing to do with not being willing to ask the question or anything like that, but uh, just you know to show you how the sausage is made. As I mentioned, Nikki likes to talk a little bit. This was 25 minutes into the press conference that she starts talking about, uh, you know, the fans and all that, and. Uh, you know, that she can coach and, and uh, 25 minutes into a press conference after a double overtime game, <laughs> after we've talked to uh, Bill Finley and the Baylor players and uh, on a Sunday night. And, you know, you're kind of like that gum. I need to get to writing my story a little bit here. <laughs> uh, so the natural follow-up question that I, I was like, I'm not going to ask it because I don't want another 10 minutes to transcribe Uh, again this is going deep in the weeds but what did bill say to her that's the question you know that i probably would have asked if if i could have known that she would have answered it in 90 seconds but you know (laughs) well she won't answer it in uh and she may say it's personal but uh I, i definitely will jot that down and and bring that up and i just happened to take a peek at scott's post game after the kansas game 
And it was like, and again, you know, there's only so much media from Kansas is going to sit in there and talk to Scott. There's not a whole lot of uh, Baylor, you know, media that's going to be up there in Lawrence. But I think it went four minutes, if that. It went like three or four minutes. And counting the players, what did what did Nikki's go, 30? Counting just her, 25 minutes. So I, I'm with you. I'm not going to complain. <laughs> About somebody that gives you once in a while, we got to we got to go. What's best for Nikki? And I don't know <laughs> if talking for twenty five minutes is best for Nikki, especially when the last three minutes you started dressing like all the detractors. Uh, you know, again, yeah. all it, she it was always going to be like this. With I mean, unless she just won like crazy right off the bat. Now the problem for her, it it. <laughs> It was a good problem to have. She still had an Alyssa and Queen and some big-time players. And now she's trying to kind of keep things going with a less – and then her transfers didn't hit. Then she didn't get the transfers. Now, I don't think it's fair to keep bringing up Dre, by the way, because I think they'll admit to you they thought there was a decent chance she might not get to play. Now, they worked it hard to try to get her to play. But it didn't work out, and I don't think this could be. It's it's not. A, it shouldn't be a complete shock that Dre's not out there playing, given what we kind of no. know now. Now Asia would you know would help in a huge way. Okay, that that's a big that is a big loss. But as you said, they've won without them, and I'm with mm-hmm. you. Let's just throw caution to the wind and say, little Paige Bugs and Fauntleroy in that game the other night, you were our two best players. Let's just hey, let's rip off. There we can't keep saying, "Oh, they're freshmen, they're freshmen." Hey, they're they. Who was out there scoring like sixteen and twelve or nineteen and twelve? It's those two. I mean, it's probably yeah. time to start building the program around them. Uh, and I, it's high, you know. So you know, I, I agree with you. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, and you know, they are your future as well. Um, so, you know, why not, uh, why not, they're going to be on the court together eventually. So why not, you know, try that lineup every now and then. And I just, I just think that sometimes, uh, that little experiment of having those two out there with Bickle, uh, because, you know, and you have to have Bickle on the court. This team needs her on the court. That was another issue in the game Sunday was, you know, her fouling out with, you know, seven minutes left in the fourth quarter. I mean, you know, they're just infinitely better. I mean, if you look at like plus minus that stat, um, it's, you know, off the charts in terms of when Caitlin's on the floor and when she's not. I mean, she is yeah. their MVP because she just calms everything down. She knows what to do. She generally doesn't turn the ball over. And, you know, she talks on defense. I mean, but I thought they missed her most on offense because – it was just, you know, it's not the same when you throw it into the high post and she's not in there. All right, Bryce. I knew that you'd be great on this, and um, I appreciate it. And I was watching the end of that game while kind of going back looking at your tweets the other day. So that's a good, that's a good way to experience these things. And I know this is really your favorite time of year because the Astros are now at spring training, <laughs> and then you see headlines like, Alex Bregman intrigued by potential free agency. I'm sure that's what you love to see. But uh, uh, these, these, it's a fun time and uh, uh, spring training. Boy, I, I covered it for a lot of years out in Surprise, and that is so much fun this time of year. And when I was a kid, I'd go see when they were at Tinker Field in Orlando. I'd go out to the uh, Grapefruit League 
and see the Astros out there. And the Rangers would be at Port Charlotte. And, uh, oh, man, what a great time of year when uh, pitchers and catchers show up and then we get the spring training going. All right, Bryce, I'll uh, I'll talk to you soon, sir. I appreciate it. Yep, thanks, Matt. Appreciate it, and uh, we'll see you down the road. Okay, there he goes, Bryce Cherry, Waco Trib sports editor. Always has good thoughts on things, and I like to kind of work through some of these things, and, and we'll see. We'll have uh, we'll have Nikki Collin on tomorrow. And uh, she'll have some thoughts on all this. So 